podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Jenny is with us this uh, this week, this episode, because we are having a uh, knitting retreat. <laughs> Hurrah! Yeah, I'm taking a break from my life and knitting all day long with Nicole, so it's basically the best day of, not, you know, of the month. Of the, of the month, uh, definitely. Of the week, for sure. Of the week. So, yeah, um, John and Adrian went to Portland this weekend, and I have managed to pack at least, well, since last night, Friday night, through tonight, like, packed full of crafting uh, events. So, nice. um, yeah, I'm knitting away. You have made some significant progress today already on something. <laughs> you want to talk about what you're knitting? Uh, sure. Um, I got in the vest, vest along that I wasn't able to, like, actually finish anything for. Mm-hmm. Um Dev had tagged me, and she was like, how's Padavon going? Uh-huh. I was like, I cast it on, and now I am two feet in. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you're I'm knitting excited. this in um, Chris's yarn. Yeah, and it's uh, Pigeon Studios Bacchus Aaron in this robin egg blue color. It's very pretty. That is really, really nice to knit with. So, um, yeah, so I think it's going to look good. And Jenny had expressed that she's concerned about whether or not She's going to wear it. But I, I think that you'll find uses for it. And think about, like, sitting up in, in bed. You know what's interesting, actually? This has reminded me. You know, we've talked a lot about it, um, the... The wearable blanket. The wearable blanket, right? <laughs> what I've realized I have made a number of is the knitted bathrobe. So, <laughs> I, um, I remember when I early on started knitting, there was a pattern in an old, old interweave for knitting a bathrobe. And I was like, wow, both impressed and incredulous. Like, who's going to do this? Who's going to do this? Of course, Wendy Bernard did it. Like, I think she <laughs> bought a bunch of Picucho and, like, knit this organic cotton, uh, cotton handmade, <laughs> handmade bathrobe. And I remember the time, just like, both like, wow, who's going to do that? And, and oh my gosh, somebody's going to do that. But, um... And this is not anything against the sweaters that I use as a wearable bathroom, but, you know, in the evening, it's chilly, and I'm not going to wear some, like, bulky, fluffy fleece bathrobe around my house. Mm-hmm. But I will put on my Girl Friday, and it's like, when I'm changing to my evening clothes or my pajamas, you know, I usually put that sweater on over it. The other is um, the um, the bulky boyfriend, what is that called? The chunky boyfriend, the shapely boyfriend, shapely boyfriend. Because <laughs> mine does not seem shapely; it seems chunky and or bulky. <laughs> um, but and I will wear that sweater out of the house. But I will often wear that in the mains, kind of over my evening clothes. So I do think that Potamon can serve as sort of that knitted bathroom. Bathroom is something to put on, um, and because it's open in the front, and you know you're picking up kids and. I just read somewhere that someone was like, I don't think, you know, it looks good without a belt. And I was like, oh, God, there's no way I'm going to wear a belt with it. Yeah, I don't know. I think we'll have to see. I think we'll have to experiment with that. But I don't imagine ever, if I knit that, I can't imagine belting it. I just can't. But I also don't belt things, which I think is part of the problem with my Ashlyn Aislinn cardigan. Right. Is that it's essentially, it's a belted sweater, and I am not... I don't think I'm a belted sweater person, and so I'm like, well, I should have thought about that before I knit a belted sweater. Yeah. I mean, when I think about the stuff that I wear, like, that basically define the kind of clothes that I like to wear, Mm -hmm. I think, oh my god, I can't knit stuff like that. It'd be so boring. Like, I, I wear these, like, really light, baggy pullover sweaters. But, oh but boring, yeah. I think it's, you know, if you can create a mix, right? So, like, right now, right now I'm swatching, so that is boring. But um, I'm also knitting uh, the Romy hat by Katya Frankel, who is our featured hat designer for March. Yay! And um, what I love about it is it's totally cable, like, filled with cables. So there's this 
very challenging seeming cable pattern, but once you see where it's going, I really, I feel like I just have to look at the row, um, the instructions for the row once, and I know how to knit the whole, there's eight pattern repeats. I know mm-hmm. how to do all eight of them by looking at it once. And there are rest rows in between, so it's challenging enough. So what if you make some sort of the straightforward sweater that you know you're going to wear, and then save the challenging stuff? And I think that Padavan is more of that challenging sort of accessory. I think in the end it's going to feel like... Um, it's going to feel less like a sweater. Right. As far as time invested. I bet you you're going to end up knitting it faster than you would knit a sweater. And the finishing is so minimal to none. Right. Right? Right. So, yeah. We'll see. So. I mean, I think now I'm thinking maybe I should try to make, you know, a lighter weight pullover. Knit mm-hmm. a lighter weight pullover. And, and when see you, how much when, wear I get out of it. When you say lighter weight, like how light? Like DK fingering weight? Yeah. Like, Somewhere between the fingering to, to DK range, mm-hmm. which I usually don't knit. I, I'm kind of a more chunky yarn knitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you but, do tend um, to be. I think that's because I love the instant gratification. I really think maybe I should just try. Something straightforward. Yeah. Okay. Um... I was listening to Yarniacs and uh, Charlene was talking about the Elfie sweater. I'm, I'm in like really early episodes, so like it's like this the whole stripy t-shirt like sweater that's knit out of fingering. It's mm-hmm. like striped, and so I'm thinking about doing that. Do you have possibly already have some fingering weight that you could I use? Do. That I do. I have two skeins of fingering weight sock yarn that I got it you know, three or four years at stitches mm-hmm. you know, ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like this orangey red and bluey green. So it'd be like a crazy stripey. Is it hazelnut? Is it the hazelnuts you bought? I don't think it's hazelnuts. It's another indie dyer okay. that I can't remember the name of. I think it's in my Ravelry stash. I just remember, didn't you buy some hazelnuts, but was that at... That was, was in that, that crazy blue color. That's oh, okay. the sport weight. Or is that... Oh, maybe it's not plucky I bought. It was hazelnuts that I bought. That's the crazy sport. Bl- oh, okay. Yeah. That you're trying to find a home for. Exactly. Hmm. Or a project for. A project for. <laughs> I'm not getting not a home. I'm sorry, you're right. It has a home. <laughs> it is a house yarn. <laughs> So the other thing you're knitting is an interesting, um, what did you say, coming full circle? You're coming back full circle. I know. I I remember back in the days when we first started knitting, we reviled the poncho. <laughs> and then we went to like knitting shawls. And then we went to knitting cowls. Mm-hmm. And then we knit, went to knitting like cowl shawls. And now <laughs> I moved full circle Back, Back to, to the, the poncho. poncho. Well, one of the first big projects you made was that poncho you made for Anne. Yeah. The hood. And I was like, I can't believe she wants a poncho. <laughs> Who's going to wear a poncho? And now? And now I'm making one for myself. What is the pattern? It is called the Sheldon Poncho. Mm-hmm. And it is knit out of light fingering. And it's basically a stockinette yoke with three panels of fishnet lace mm-hmm. with stockinette panels between those fishnets. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking that it would be a good nursing cover. And it's knit top down? It's knit top down, so it's kind of like making a top down sweater, only just the never ending yoke. Mm-hmm. And it's also knit out of a 50 silk, 50% merino hand-dyed yarn that's light fingering, and I have I have a yarn that's exactly that composition, which, which is, is Eos fingering by the Covenant Art, and it's in this very um, beachy colorway, sandy sort of neutral. It's pretty neutral, right? It's yeah, like pearl, I would say. I think it's called like winter silence or oh something like that. So something dramatic, bronze and silver and little pops natural. Of blue. Oh, yeah, little pops of red. Yeah, like a little tiny pop of red right there. Yeah. Yes, it's very much, it's like 
sand yeah. to me. Like the variation you see in sand where it's gray to to neutral to cop, like a coppery color. Yeah, it's really pretty. I I just love her her colorways. Her dye sensibility is great. Yeah. Um so we'll see if I wear this thing that <laughs> I'm doing. <laughs> um <laughs> I have finished a couple of things, and um, one of them is interestingly something that uh, could sort of almost look like a poncho. Is it right back here? Yeah. So on the last episode, when Deborah was guest hosting, she talked about a designer, Sylvia Bobilvia, and she was knitting her, I believe it's called Elder Tree Shawl, and I coincidentally, like, right after we recorded... On the Hot Now patterns was another Sylvia Bobilvia pattern called uh, Fossil and Bone, which is knit in a heavier weight, like an Aran weight yarn, um, lace pattern with nups. And I really liked it, and I have the never-ending supply of Malabrigo twist in black that you and I traded for. Sorry. I swear to God, this yarn will never end. It's like that book, Extra Yarn, where the girl has the box of yarn right. and like just can keep knitting out of it and keep knitting out of it. Like, I knit a sweater out of that yarn. I knit a hat. I knit mitts. And now I've knit a cowl, even though this is a shawl pattern, and I'll get to this in a moment, a cowl out of it. And I still have yarn left over. I oh have over a skein of yarn left. That's so. insane. It's insane amount of yarn. All right. Clearly, you just need to make a hat. A giant stocking cap out of that yes. last ball of yarn and call it a day. Um, Adrian's always taking that hat that I knit, so I might just knit a, like a family of those hats, like one for John, one for me, and then we all have one, or, or knit three that are more or less the same size, so if anybody grabs one, we have one. And I don't think a hat is going to felt as fast as anything else you'd make from that yarn. Right? No, that's true. That's true. So the um, fossil and bone shawl, actually the pattern is right this is interesting that you you calified it because I've been thinking about califying the process of califying shawl patterns. Yeah, I I, I thought it was going to be more challenging. So you can see, like basically, you just connect up when it's like the circumference that you want it to be around your neck, right? Right. So I had made the uh, Zuzu's petals, mm-hmm. and um, I couldn't really like when I wanted to adapt that pattern. I was like, I'll just make this pattern, but I want a different lace pattern. I thought I had to like find a lace pattern that matched the number of stitches. It would be in Zuzu's petals so that it would work the same. But then as I thought about it, I was like, well, why don't I just knit this? For this method to work, it has to be a shawl that you start with a garter tab and pick up the stitches and knit it like, you know, as a a triangle Mm -hmm. from the top down. And I was like, what if I just knit this pattern until... I, the wingspan was whatever I want to go around my neck and just joined it to knit in the round. Mm-hmm. Would that even work? And for some reason, I was not convinced that it would work. Like, I was like, something's going to go wrong that I'm not able to foresee. Um, but I was wrong. It actually, there's, it worked out perfectly. Yay! So I knitted, um, I measured Zeus's petals neck opening, and it was, I think, 20 inches. So I knit until this was about 18 inches, and I think I ended up getting kind of a, a longer, if we can measure it. Let's see. I think this ended up being, yeah, it ended up being more like 22 inches at the opening. I would probably, the next time I do this, I will probably make it smaller at the next mm-hmm. opening. But um, but it worked great. And um, this, I like the stitch pattern on the chunky yarn. I haven't even blocked this. I think when I block it, it will actually open the lace up a little bit more. Right. Um, and be really pretty. I think that it's maybe a little longer than I would normally knit a cowl, but mm-hmm. it works. Um, but I just, I hated trying to keep a shawl around oh, my neck. Yeah. And now that's solved. And I can wear it just dangling, almost like a necklace, right? Right. Um, or, and I'll take pictures of all of these positions at some point, because I think it's kind of interesting. I also pulled the sides out so that the point is down in the front, mm-hmm. but the edges go over my shoulders, so my shoulders are warm, and it looks actually like poncho, but just without a back. Yeah. Um, I could catness it, as I said, and put it over on one shoulder and, like, have it on the top shoulder here. I guess you would need an extra piece of fabric to go under the your arm to really catness it, but, right. you know. And you could also sort of cape, wear it like a cape, um, sort of with the point in the back, like a traditional shawl. And my um, friend at work, who's a knitter, Elizabeth, said, oh, if you wanted to, you could put 
a button, a decorative button on the back so it looked like there was something holding it in place. So it wasn't just a strip across the front. Right. And I actually thought, oh, if I had a button back there, I could use it, I could push the button through the garter stitch and make it tighter around right. my neck if That's I wanted true. to, for, if I wanted it to be a little closer to my neck. Right. So it really offers a lot of options. I mean, the same options you would have with it as a shawl. Maybe not quite as many, but many of those options and not have to worry. With the advantage of it never, never falling off. Ever. And not having to wear a shawl pin. And I am, um, the way I wear cowls is very much like a, a necklace. Like, I will like wear it all day. Yeah. I, will, I, I don't take a cowl yeah. off. Like, it is part of my outfit it helps to have that extra layer, and it's just it's I know, it's just always on. So it helps to not have to fuss with it. Um, so I plan on doing this again. I actually at some point, and I don't know if I said this on the podcast. Did I make swallowtail years ago? You definitely. I think, think I think that's the last time I knit a nup. Ugh, nups. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not sure those are. I did not knit swallowtail. No, that's wrong because I have not really knit nups. Okay. This was awful. Knitting nuts on well, air, knitting on nuts air, on, on air, air weight in black and black. That seems so. Like five fun. stitches trying to knit together, and I don't think they came out that great. Like you can't even. Well, first of all, you can't even see them. Like if you're going to knit this in Malabrigo twist, I'd say you could leave the nuts out just visually. They don't even stand out. Yeah, they add a little bit of texture. They do, but not all of them are very good. And I felt like I wasn't really doing the nupping very well. Like I don't think I nupped properly. <laughs> So, uh, I, I don't know, like, nups are a bit much, but they do add something, like, they, and I know there's a way to do it with a crochet hook that I think is better or looks nicer, but I was too lazy to figure that out. I just, I just was going with it as, as is. So I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really happy, and I, at some point, had said, um, I'm done, I think I'm kind of done, well, certainly with the shawlette for now, I'm sure there'll be a time where I want to knit, I think if I'm going to go back to shawls, it's going to be the 700 yards shawl, the big Yeah, shawls. it seems like this is the perfect way to make a shawlette more practical. Yeah, shawlettes are just the single skein shawlette, just, it's like the 400 yard shawlette. It's not going to, it's just not going to do much. You'll use less yarn, that's the thing, like this ended up, this is 190 yards, that was it, that this took. Wow. So I don't know if you were doing it in fingering weight yarn, if you would get, if you would really use a 400 uh, skein of fingering weight yarn. But I want to try it with a fingering weight because uh, Susan's Petals is also in worsted weight yarn. Right. And this is an Aaron. I actually think Twist is almost a bulky. Yeah. And um, definitely. So I, I think trying something like this with a fingering weight. And I have a lot of top down triangular shaped shawls in my pattern library. So. Um, I think I'm going to switch over, eventually kind of get rid of any shawls that I have and try to calify. I also, um, earlier this month, Hillary Smith Callis was having a sale on her patterns. I can't remember what the sale was, but I texted you about it. And I bought a pattern. I bought a Dama, which is, I think, a similar construction to what I did here. It's right. a, a cowl shawl. Oh, yeah, we bought we both buy a Dama. We did both buy a Dama? Okay. I think, uh, so that's going to probably be the next one, and then after that I'll try it, this same concept with a fingering weight yarn. I think I'm going to make Star Shower, which is like the... The fingering weight yeah. version. Because, again, I feel like if I make a Dama, I might not wear it because it'll be really heavy, mm-hmm. but if I make it out of like a, a fingering weight yarn, there'll be more chance that it's something that I will be able to leave on all mm-hmm. day. Yeah, Adama, I think I mainly got Adama because I had a yarn in mind years ago. I got some Consolation yarn in the sales section at Imagine It that was from Chasing Rainbows, I believe is the the brand. And it is this wool and silk noil. Mm -hmm. And it's this brick red, orangey brick red. And it's total problem yarn, and I've never known what to do with it. And there's something about the rustic diamond pattern in Adama that I think will go well with the texture of a silk noil. Mm-hmm. So I think that I'm going to pair this. And I have 300 yards, which is the exact amount that Adama takes. I, I think those, these two things were meant to be together. Um, what are you knitting um, your hat out of? So Romy, I am knitting out of um, 
Madeline Tosh DK in Candlewick. It's yellow. Big surprise. <laughs> it's really pretty. It's a really lovely yellow. Um, did you just have that yarn in your stash? I did. Yes. This is so far this year, I have not purchased any yarn, although I think that's going to change in the next 24 hours. Um, <laughs> perhaps and, right after we maybe, record this podcast. Perhaps. And um, <laughs> I have knit all of my hats out of um, stash. stash and single, like kind of the single skeins. And it's really, that's what this effort is. And when I think about whenever someone asks me what I'm going to do with 30 hats, I really am honestly in a space where I don't have any idea, nor am I concerned about it, because they will, all I'm focusing on is that they will be yarn that is now an object. Like, yeah. I'm like, yarn, object, yarn, object. Like, let's just, let's just use, make this stuff into something as it should be. Um, and so often in my yarn buying career, I just have bought the single skein or the small amount and... All I can hope for is to make a hat and maybe, maybe some tiny accessory. Or, um, I think I started knitting this on the last, last podcast, um, the scraps can be turned into a stash busting helix hat. Yay! The free pattern from Jessica Rose of the Double Knit Podcast. But um, that pattern was great and super addictive and really just straightforward to knit. It doesn't use up enough yarn, as far as I'm concerned, because... I really am um, stash busting. It really, you, I think I had maybe 30 grams of each of the yarns and I finished two of them, but one of them, I still had yarn and I just put it, I, it's like, I'm putting you out of your misery. <laughs> but, um, I recently, my mother-in-law came over <laughs> and she was carrying this messenger bag that I immediately identified as mine. And all of a sudden, through my head, I was like, oh, no, oh, no, what did I lend her that I'm now getting back? And I opened it up, and it was my needle felting stuff and three skeins of yarn. Wow. What mm -hmm. yarn? I don't know. Well, one was a Knit Picks uh, Highland Wool in a light blue. One was maybe an Araconia Kettle Dyed Worsted Weight Blue Yarn. And the other one was another blue yarn that I had decided, I don't know what you are, I'm putting you in a giveaway, in my giveaway scraps box that I'm sending to the Seattle Children's Museum at the end of March once it's completely full. But, um, but the other two were pretty complete skeins, and I thought, oh, jeez, are you kidding me? Dude, put them in the box. If you're not excited about knitting them, put them in the box. I should. It's but not the thing like you have a shortage of these single skeins, right? No, not the single skeins, but I did think, oh, these three together, like I put together, I was like, oh, this would be good for a Helix hat, but I probably have other stuff that's good enough for a Helix hat. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, that was terrifying. So I was like, is that my bag? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm finally returning this to you. I remember I lent it to her like, what Christmas of 2011. I knit her when I, early in my knitting career, was really into making felted bags. Right. And I knit her this tiniest version of the French market bag from Knitty. Uh -huh. Like, you know, that's supposed to be kind of a big bag. And for I just so felted it that it's the regular size purse. Uh-huh. And she, it's her daily purse. It's the purse that she's used in, for 10 years. Wow. Um... And I should just make her another one is what I should do. But she is determined to, like, make this thing last. And one, and the straps have, over the years, started to deteriorate. Mm -hmm. So I gave her the needle felting stuff so she could, um, like, patch. felt a patch yeah. in there. And when she brought it over the other day, I was like, you know what we need to do is buy leather straps. Yeah. Sew the leather straps on and cut off these straps. And then this purse will last for another five or ten years. Right. Um... Maybe sewing in, a, sewing in a lining. Yeah, or I could just probably knit up. I still have a top-loading washing machine. It probably would take maybe a week to knit that. Now, knowing what I know, can you imagine? I should do it as an experiment. I don't have any record of knitting it. I don't, it was pre-Ravelry. I don't know, like, how long did it take or what did I do. <laughs> but I have enough feltable yarn that I should just make her another one. She would love it. And see how it goes. Although I probably couldn't felt it as small as, as the current bag. But now I could put a lining in with a pocket. And like right. I could do everything 
the right way. I've changed so much as a as a crafter that I think that would be a manageable thing. So, yay! So, and um, the other thing that I finished was my vestuary project. I didn't finish shit within the dates of vestuary, but I finished it right after. So, vestuary really pushed me to get that done. I realized I did two things. I did the Milo vest, and then this, which was a mashup of two patterns. So, in full disclosure, I actually only purchased one of those patterns, and that's Togue Pawn. The other pattern that I was inspired by was Sandy, which is a Hannah Fetig pattern. Also, both of these are from Quince and Company and had been knit in Quince and Company yarns. But what I did was I, I took the Togue Pawn concept, which is a, a close-fitting tank top, and um, I wanted to have a little bit of ease. I'm not fully to the point where I can do the big boxy sweater. So I, and of course I did not have the same gauge as Togue Pawn. I knitted up and I was using Madeline Tosh Pashmina, the sport weight version. And I tried a couple of different ways of doing it. Um, and the swatch I liked best was 18 stitches over four inches. So I did some math on the numbers and I, I think I knit like the third or fourth size of Togue Pawn to give me what was probably three inches of ease at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then I actually reduced it a couple of times so that the bust ease, instead of being what would have been like six inches of ease, is more like three. So it's about three inches of ease at both the hips and the bust. And the elements that I, and then the other thing about, sorry, about toe pawn is that it's a high low, so it has a higher front and a, a longer back shirt tail. And um, the concepts that I incorporated from Sandy are using garter stitch at the border instead of ribbing, mm -hmm. and then a garter stitch band up under the, the, sides. Like the sides. And then I also, instead of doing this, this severe shaping of the straps like Toad Pond as it's a tank top, I really only went in a couple of stitches to sort of bring, I have small shoulders, so I wanted to bring the shoulders in, but mm -hmm. I still wanted them to have a sort of boxy feeling. Mm -hmm. And um, but, and it has a garter stitch on the edge of the sleeves, which creates almost like a little sleeve in itself, like kind of a tiny, tiny cap sleeve. Um, and it's great. It's really, I, I think it's not going to, I probably won't be able to wear it as a top in, say, June, but for September, October, and March, April, I can definitely wear it as a top with a tank top underneath it. Just, I wore it yesterday to work with a pair of jeans. And then in the winter, I'll be able to wear it as a vest over something with long sleeves um, as a, another layer. So it really is a, a garment that will take me, like, September through April, so like a seven-month. I think it's really good. It is a yarn that I've had since 2011, which is I do not consider deep stash. It's pretty have to be pre 2010 <laughs> to be deep stash, but since 2011, um, and I've never exactly known what to do with it. I still have a t over 100 yards of it left over. Mitts. I think it would be a really comfy hat. Or hat. It would be a great or a cowl. Like, but it's not really enough for a cowl. Yeah. Hat. Hat. Um, so it's, um, Pashmina has cashmere, silk, and wool, which is a, it's a really lovely combo. Or Casba. No. No, Casba no, does not have silk in it. So Casba is just cashmere and merino. And oh, okay. that's okay. what I used for another hat okay. a couple months ago. Sorry. This is Pashmina, which is silk, cashmere, and wool. Okay. So, and the... So gives it the sheen, and the cashmere gives it that fuzziness, and the wool holds it all together. <laughs> so that's that's what I ended up finishing. I've been pretty, um, it's interesting, I've been much more prolific than I was, say, a year ago. I feel like my knitting was really stop and start a lot last year. I still am managing to find some pockets of time to knit. I saw a picture like, of you holding Hugo and really it's exciting. <laughs> so I, my knitting has not died like I feared it would. That's great. Yay. Yeah. And have you, have you finished anything? Yeah. I haven't finished anything, but I think that I could probably finish Padawan in the next month or two. Well, you're Which... halfway through the back. And then once you're done with the back, is well, it just... this is like the, the 
fronts, the top, back, and the front. I mean, it's everything. This is the and biggest part of it. And then you just put the it. back panel in straight seed stitch. Oh, that seed stitch? Or moss stitch. Whatever this stitch is, moss oh, stitch. Yeah. And then you seam it. I was red. No. So you see, so I'm sorry. So it's two pieces that you seam together. It's not, you don't pick up stitches and knit down. Um, you pick up the back, and then you have to seam part of the, the sides the to the back that you picked up. Got it. The middle. Oh, I in see. the middle. Yeah, I got it. So it's like a, you're knitting, you're making a T, mm-hmm. and then you're Folded connecting it. the T mm-hmm. to make the vest. Um, yeah, I mean you're halfway through this, the biggest part of it. Right. Yay! So I would say this is like a third of the way done. That's pretty miraculous. That's pretty amazing. That's a miracle. <laughs> You've done a you've done a little bit of shopping. Oh my god! Yeah, I. Well, I, I started like looking more at knitters on Instagram. And, oh, that's um, dangerous! I know. Gosh. So, um, Tin Can Knits posted a photo of someone who made the pop or starting to make the pop blanket out of superwash. Out of um, yarn from Brain City Knits, which was uh, the yellow that I bought for Matilda, mm-hmm. um, and I had always hesitated on making—I don't know if it's called a pop blanket or the POV blanket. That's the one with the, it's the, the circles. center circles. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but I'd hesitated making it because it was in a non-washable Is yarn it in it's Freya, Curion, and oh, in mm-hmm. I think Eco Wool. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I thought, well, I could just buy these little rainbow skein sets from Rain City Knits and make it in superwash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, great. And then she also has this set of like crazy neon yarn. It's like yellow, green, pink, and another crazy color. Um, like highlighter colors. Yeah. And so I bought... I bought this yellow, pink, orange, and green Woo, nearly yeah. neon DK sampler. Um, which is that I, also for the pop blanket? Or? No, this yeah. is just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking I could make one of those rocket pop hats. Yeah, you can make a couple of them. Yeah. You can make, make a family. whole army of You can make it for hats. your whole family. I could make helix hats. I could make... Yeah. Yeah, and I've just been like... You know, in this time that, in this breastfeeding time, I'm like, what could I do with all the yarn <laughs> that I'm looking at on my shelf? So I was thinking about, like, all of this silk mohair that I have, and I'm like, I wonder if that three-colored cow will work. Has anybody silk haze? Has anybody done No one has done it yet. I haven't seen any FOs on Ravelry of anyone who's done that, but I might try it just to try to... Yeah, the three color, three color cow by Hohe Locatelli, um, which is I think that in one of those cashmere merino blends. Is I that think it's idea? just straight up cashmere silk. Oh, are you kidding me? No, by Miss Bags, the Sojourn. Oh yarn. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know how I would manage it. I do have a cashmere silk that you gave me, but it's just one color of it. Maybe after after we get off the finished podcasting, I'll pull some stuff out to. See, because I was I um I feel like it needs a drape, mm-hmm. and so like I had been thinking about knitting it in some superwash sport weight, and I was like, no, it's gonna that's gonna be too stiff for the drape that I think that that yeah cowl wants. I mean for a cow that long right you it really needs need to be able scrunch. to compact yeah. right yeah that's why I thought kids silk haze might be good no, for that it because could be. it's gonna be so light it could be. But that I just, just might scrunch too much. I mean, it's just so my, such like a non-existent fabric. My thinking about Kinsel K's, or my concern would be that you wouldn't see some of the patterning. Right. And that, like, the stripe, I don't know how bold the colors you have are, but, like, I, what I think I love about that pattern the most is the striping and how one color pops out from the other, and then to be able to use, um, there's isn't there, like, an eyelid pattern on yeah. part of it? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also thinking, what about fingering weight, like koiku fingering weight, how that might work if that was squish enough? Maybe. 
I think alpaca would probably work really well. Too hot. Yeah. But it would have the, the right drape. Right. Huh. Don't know. But I mean, it seems like a project that goes really fast for people, so. <laughs> so try Might it. as well just try it. It's right. something. Um, yeah. Although fast for other people is probably like three or four months for me. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, when did you cast this on? You, you're resuming this as far as I can Right before tell. vestuary ended. So just a couple weeks. Yeah. Yay! It is a big yarn. It is a big yarn and a big gauge. Uh, I just pulled out the sweater I knit in uh, in Bacchus Air to show Jenny today because that's so cute, and I can't believe you haven't been wearing it around because it has no buttons. That is why. (laughs) Um, That was my plan for this big, exciting uh, party weekend. weekend. But I really want to block it, and I think I'm going to block it by actually washing it. Um, Doing my blocking that I described on a couple episodes ago, where I actually wash stuff in the washing machine. Um, is this superwash merino or just merino merino? I think it's just merino. I don't know anything with merino and silk. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I I treat stuff not that much differently, whether it's superwash or not. The only difference is that I might tumble dry something that is for a little bit uh, that's superwash where I wouldn't tumble dry. Although I did for John's sweater, I put it in the dryer a little tiny bit, although flat in the dryer. Um, yeah, I, I've been working, as I said, just really trying to always have a sweater quantity in rotation. So even though my, what I'm calling Sandy Pond, only ended up taking 575 yards and considering anything sort of over 500 yards as being a sweater quantity, or best or sweater quantity, like it's a large quantity of yarn. Right. So, um, and I've said this before, I've wanted to, always want to try to have like a bigger project and a smaller project, but... Somehow that balance doesn't always work out, but this this year so far, knock on wood, that um, that has been working out a little bit better. So, so your bigger project now is should be, might be. Don't laugh, but you will. Audrey announced. Yay! Yay! So years two almost two years ago, I bought some Quinn's and Company yarn to make Audrey announced in this deep, beautiful purple. That would essentially replace a commercially bought purple sweater that I have in my wardrobe. And I've gone back and forth. I'm not going to use it. I am going to use it. I want to knit that sweater in red. Now I'm going to knit it in this yarn. And uh, what pushed me over the edge really was I saw a new red sweater <laughs> that I thought was really cute, which is Andy Satterlund's new pattern called Mary Mead. Um, and it is a cropped cardigan that's in an eyelet garter stitch pattern. It's so super cute. It's very wearable. It's something that would fit in great with my wardrobe. Um, and I was like, well, I'll just knit Audrey Unst in purple and then this can be my red sweater. I don't know if it necessarily will be or not like the red sweater, but it's a sweater that I felt like, okay, I can move on. I can put these two things together. Once that yarn comes, you have to cast on for that sweater. Okay, so here's the thing. We didn't talk about the yarn that I was going to buy. Oh, right, right, right. right. We just just alluded to it. Okay. (laughs) But here's the the bummer. Okay, so the yarn that I have, I have, I've spied thanks to, uh, to the coupons and discounts thread in the Yarniacs uh, group is um, Neighborhood Farber Company's Studio Sport, which is being rebranded as Studio DK, because what she's realized is that over time that the gauge is more of a DK gauge, and she's going to change the put-up. So right now she has this yarn. I don't know by the time you hear this, it might be past the time that she has this anymore in her store, but she has this great red and that I want to buy. But the thing about Mary Mead is that it is knit in... Um, in one of the ultra alpacas, alpacas. So the ultra alpaca light, which is a sport weight yarn, it's fifty percent alpaca and fifty percent wool. And I don't think I asked Erin B, who had knit the sweater, if she thought that chickadee would work for Mary Mead, and she just she said she thought it was too round and springy, like that a wool yarn, like it, it, this pattern needs something with a little bit of drape. So. 
I'll have to recalibrate to think about what yarn will be best for Mary Mead. What I think I will use the Studio DK for is um, an Alicia Plummer design. Um, I have in my library Briquette, which is a hooded, funnel neck, sweatshirty type sweater, and I think that will be a good match. And this is the exact amount of yarn I would need. The gauges, I don't know why, but that sweater is knit in a DK yarn, weight yarn, but the gauge she recommends is 18 stitches over four, which is... She likes for that drapey fabric, because that's the same kind of gauge that I was getting for Matilda's sweater. Like, mm -hmm. she likes to take, to make a looser fabric, I think, for her sweatshirty, like, clothes. Yeah. yeah, clothes. What I think I will do is uh, swatch that yarn when it comes, mm -hmm. much, and see which, because um, I'll have a good amount of it, um, and see which fabric I like the best, measure the gauge, and then look for a pattern based on gauge. But after that yarn comes, you have to basically start a project in it. Yes, otherwise no. You're right. Yeah. Um, yes, we can't I can't have brewing sweater quantities. I have you know, I said on the last podcast I did part with two sweater quantities of yarn and felt awesome. I have some these scraps that are um, being sent away it sounds like I'm being punished. <laughs> but then I, I just, I'm like, okay, I don't need all of these scraps. And some are actually like some full uh, skeins of yarn that are just, I knew were never going to make it. They're going to never become anything. Um, and uh, I think there's there's a few other yarns that I'm starting to realize. Like, stuff, I have 400 yards left over from my Aislinn cardigan. And I'm never going to knit that. Like, I'm done with that yarn. I just am not, I don't like it enough to knit it anymore, the color and over. So um, I'm getting better about letting stuff go um, when it's time to go. <laughs> Yay. So, um, yeah, that's sort of, I think, um, what's funny is um, in the Uli, have you been watching the Uli bingo card thread? Yeah. People making bingo cards? I made two of my uh, squares on my bingo card consistently purple and, and yellow. yellow. <laughs> so I get to knock off purple and yellow uh, this month. Actually, look how great these two look together. They look really pretty together. I have. See, this is what I was thinking. Like, oh, no, I don't have any more yellow uh, cashmere merino style sock yarn. That's right. I have to say that I think one thing that's helped keep me knitting is having all of my yarn stash out because you are constantly looking at it and just, thinking about what you're going to do with it. Mm -hmm. It just keeps your knitting imagination going, I think. Yeah, because your supplies are there. You're not, it's not this theoretical thing of... Right. Um, I did put a bunch of yarn in an exposed cube. Mm -hmm. Um have you noticed a difference in the way you're using it? No, because they were sh it was so tightly shoved in there. <laughs> like, I really could Every time I pulled something out, everything would fell fall off. off. <laughs> so, and so the other day, I took everything out and put it in a big plastic clear bin, and I picked four skeins of yarn and put them in that um, cube. In that cube, and those four are the yarns I'm going to ruminate on and try to knit next. So, there's like. Shibui Merino Alpaca, skein of uh, Shibui Merino Alpaca. What are you going to do with that? Because I have a bunch of those skeins that I need to do stuff Oh, yeah. Well, I only have one, so I'm going to knit a hat or a cowl, <laughs> one or the other. Um, and then I'm going to knit, what else do I have in there? Just like some weird oddballs. Like I have this one skein of yarn that is, the name of it is Escaping. It's called Invento. It's Lana Grossa Invento. And I thought it would be a good man's hat, but it's weird. It's like wool, angora cotton or something. Like, it's really weird. Huh. Um, but it's soft and pretty. It's like yeah. navy blue with this black halo. Um, and then I can't remember what the other two. Oh, I have two skeins of um, sulka, which is... Um, Isn't it wool and silk? Wool, no, it's wool and alpaca again, but it's a bulky weight wool alpaca. And, um, I can't remember the name of that company. It's the company that made the yarn that I made my mock cardi out of. Um, Mirasol? Yeah, Mirasol. So it's Mirasol Sulka. That's right. 
And one other wacky, oh, maybe the Blackstone Tweed. I took out a two skeins of Blackstone Tweed. So, um, oh, and um, another Malinotosh Pashmina worsted in Cousteau, but I do know what I want to knit out of that. Which is? Which is this really cute baby sweater called Entreshot. Oh, yeah. It's very really cute, cute, and I feel like it's the perfect thing for your single skein of worsted yarn. So I'm just going to pick the size that's supposed to use 200 yards and knit that size, and then eventually there'll be a baby, a, a girl child in my life that will oh, you know, fit that I, size. I made, um, you sold a Teague's wee envelope. Oh, yeah? And it, I finished it. It's it's super cute, and it's the finishing is really easy. Mm -hmm. It looks really great. Um, yeah. Totally happy with that fo. It's oh, great. Um, and does it fit Hugo now, or? Well, it's kind of big, but oh, yeah, I can put it on. Yeah. Well, the good thing about it will is that it will. Like, you hate to knit something and be like, "Whoa, missed that." Right. <laughs> like I just said, anytime I knit anything, especially for less like prolific knitters or people who don't knit at all, I'm gonna just go with a nine month size. Yeah, nine to twelve months. That's yeah. like. You get a lot of newborn stuff, and you don't even barely dress your baby. I don't know. Like, you barely dress your baby when they're little. Like, yeah. So, uh, I think having a sweater for when they're more human is always a good option. Totally. But it went really fast. It, like, looks really cute. It has that envelope-style neck, so it's mm -hmm. easy to get on. I don't even have to unbutton it, because it has, like, buttons. I was thinking that maybe next time I'll make it without buttons and just maybe tack it, sew it down in the middle of the envelope neck in that way. It would still, like, it wouldn't gape, but it wouldn't need buttons. What's the size range on that? Um, it's pretty big. I think it's, like, newborn through toddler. And, um, and what weight yarn? Um, I think it's supposed to be knit a little tighter... Then I knit with it. I knit it in like a worsted gauge, but I think it's more like a BK, maybe. Mm -hmm. So you could, in theory, like go up a uh, yarn weight and knit it for in a bigger size. That's exactly what I did. Oh, I had a bigger yarn, and I knit the newborn size. Okay. So I ended up with like a six to twelve month size. You know what else I did this month was some sweater repair. Um, one of my bingo cards was fix it because I have a, a, a basket that has like some sewing, sewing mending I need to do and some knitting mending and the sweater that I knit for Adrian out of the purple and gray one that I knit out of Barocco vintage, mm -hmm. um, popped a hole in it. Like, I don't know, the yarn split or I did something dumb when I was like adding a new skein so that made this, this hole like just popped. So I repaired that. I just I had some of the yarn. Thankfully, I had some of the yarn still, and I ran it through the back and looped it in and ran that the tail of that in. So hopefully, that's pretty secure now. I think he can still wear that a little bit, but he's gonna outgrow it soon. I'm gonna right. work on something new. And then my campus jacket, which I've been wearing constantly this season. Mm -hmm. um, I picked it up one day, and there was a hole in that. And this is the crazy thing. Part of the campus jacket is you knit from the bottom up, and then you pick up stitches to do this lateral braid, lateral I-cord thing. Mm -hmm. And I think I must not have picked up a stitch. Oh. I think it's always been loose, but because it's a, it's a wool alpaca blend, okay. it um, kind of had, like, it was sticky enough it's to sticky stay. Enough it stayed in there for, I don't know, two years. And um, I wear it so much now, I think it's been hanging a lot. And I think it just slipped down. I was like, what? Because it wasn't a break in the yarn at all. It was just right. this loose stitch two years in the front that never popped until <laughs> nuts. until this, like, a couple weeks ago. So that inspired me because as soon as, because I wear it so often now, I was like, this has to be fixed right now. <laughs> and while I'm at it, I'm fixing Adrian's sweater. So it was nice to fix it. I felt like, as one of my coworkers once said to me when I showed her something that I had, like, I had something with a stain on it, and I put a pocket there to cover up the stain, and I was showing her that, and she's like, oh my god, you would have been so great in the Depression. <laughs> I was like, I know you mean that as a compliment, so I'm going to take it that way. <laughs>
But I felt like so resourceful, like to be able to fix something and make it make I'm just like, oh no, what do I do? I know, I have a pile of stuff I have to mend. But it's so unattractive to me. Make a bingo card and put it as a square. Alright, I should do that bingo card. It's fun. I got two bingos last month and I bought so as a result I got to buy two patterns. I bought this fossil and bone. And I can't remember what the second pattern. I'm really excited about whatever that second pattern is. I just off the top of my head can't remember what it was. Um, so, yeah, it's it's motivating, and I've been balancing myself. Like, okay, I don't want to only put squares on there and things that I'm planning on making. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about doing that is that it makes me stay to my plan. Mm-hmm. So if I say on there. Um, yellow and I know that I wanted to knit this hat in yellow, I'm not going to, I'm less likely to just abandon this project because I'm like, oh, I want to get my yellow square marked off. <laughs> or like the Sylvia Bobilvia, it's like one of my squares is new to me designer. And I was like, I've never knit one of her patterns before. This is great. Like, yay. So it is an interesting motivational tool. And then I can think like, oh, next month, you know, if I really want to make the entre shot sweater, I can put kids knit on there or something that will... Right. Try to motivate me towards being able to get one square. Uh, for two months now, I've put Babette Square as one of my uh, options and have yet to crochet a Babette Square. <laughs> oh, Babette. Oh, Babette. What will we do with you? It's a lifelong it's project. My, it's my life project. Yeah. Yeah. Someday. Well, Jenny, I'm so happy that we got to spend today together and that we got to record. Um, I'm have not settled or gotten a designer for April, but I will. And so I'm probably going to hold this podcast until I have figured that out and record something here at the end. Um, so um, you will you will know. You'll know much sooner than I will in terms of like weird temporal shifts, right? <laughs> You'll know in a matter of seconds. <laughs> I won't know for a few days. So, um, uh, but thanks. Yeah, awesome. It has definitely, definitely been awesome. Okay. Hello everyone. It's been about 10 days or so since Jenny and I had our knitting retreat and I've moved on. We had talked about, I had talked about uh, buying some yarn and when I went to go buy that yarn, it looked like the color I wanted was in stock, but it was not in stock. And so I was not able to buy a sweater's quantity. So I did not buy any. I was tempted to go buy some Constellation yarn the next day. I did not. Um, That is definitely a big trigger of mine to um, buy something else when what I wanted was not available. So I felt that was a victory in um, stash control. And I have plugged ahead uh, knitting my Adrian Unst sweater. And I finished the Katja Frankel Romy hat. I'm... um, it's beautiful, so gorgeous, and I actually started another hat of hers, the Bowburn hat from uh, Kids Knit Accessories, or Head to Toe Kids Knit Accessories. Um, so I really want to thank Katya for her participation in our Knit Along for March, and also thank Cooperative Press for giving a copy of Head to Toe Kids Knit Accessories as a prize at the beginning of the month. I'm super excited to announce that April's featured designer is Karina Spencer. We talked about Karina earlier in the episode because I had knit her Zuzu's Petals cowl. I've also knit another cowl of hers, the Dovetail cowl. Absolutely gorgeous. But this month is all about hats, and Karina has some really adorable hat designs. She is offering us um, one hat of our choice at 50% off with the coupon code SNB. between April 1st and April 15th. So um, you can get one hat pattern of hers half off using SNB15. I'm really excited. I'm having a really hard time deciding which pattern I am going to choose. I have been in love with the Pharaoh hat uh, since she released it in December. It is a cloche style hat knit in worsted weight yarn and it has... um, this textured pattern that looks like a crossover pattern and um, it's very unique pattern and then it has a fold up brim that is broken and has a button closure and it's just it's so cute 
Um, it's very retro looking, but it still has a very modern edge. And then the other hat that I am really um, excited about is the Stax hat, which is knit in sport weight yarn. And that's tempting because I have some sport weight yarn in my stash that's sort of unmarked. And um, it is uh, a stacked lace style pattern um how would i describe that it's yeah it's lace it's a it's like a yarn over pattern with some twisted stitches moving stitches it's got a lot of movement in it also very very adorable actually right at this moment as i look at it i'm leaning towards the stacks pattern but um if you look in karina's store which i will link to in the show notes anything that's a hat that is in her pattern store is eligible for this coupon so in addition to the two that I've talked about there's also the garter cable hat and um, the root and bud hat the Lucy hat which is also available in knit scene winter 2012 so if you already have that you can um, you can knit the pattern from there uh, second chances which is a little beanie hat uh, with a lace pattern there are some kids patterns. There's the BOGO hat duo as well as the gift wrap bonnet and the small things bonnet. So uh, those are available. Uh, the bell cloche, which is a more of a bucket style cloche that has a lace brim and um, a textured top and uh, it's a very cute, very retro. Uh, the Faithful Cat is another children's design. So there's a number of things in here to choose from. I hope you all will take advantage of this awesome coupon that she's offered and knit along with us in April. Um, I hope to knit at least one of her hats, if not two. Uh, I am excited that as a group, we have kept plugging along knitting hats. I haven't looked for March, but uh, last time I looked, we were as a group up to about 500 hats and uh, I think we're on track to as a group easily knit 2015 hats in 2015 so uh, yeah yes I'm looking forward to seeing what everybody knits in April and um, I'll be back next month with another episode bye I'm a super bo-